I'll share with you a quick thought about, um, I, you know, to be honest, this is not really much of an explanation. It's just something, I guess, to keep in mind when we do it today. A little bit of uh, a glimpse into one of the mysteries of Yiddishkeit, although we don't really understand it so much. So kaparis. Right, so the minig of kaparis that we'll do today, Bez Hashem. Again, the original minig was to use a chicken, a rooster, or something like that. Um, you know, if, if you can, good. If not, uh, some them sometimes use fish or money. It's probably what most people do nowadays is use money. So you have kaparis. So what exactly is that? What's, what's, again, so the process, as we all know, you take the thing, whatever it is, the chicken or the money, Swing it around your head, this should be my replacement, all my avarice, whatever should go on this, whatever's going to happen to this chicken, to this money, it should be uh, some sort of a kapara. Right, so, I mean, it's a little bit interesting because we're about, you know, just a few hours later, we'll go into Yom Kippur actually doing tshuva. So, <laughs> what's this, you know, this symbolic gesture with a kapara, with a chicken, and so on? And also, what's, what's, in, what's also interesting is that the, the minig is, if a woman is pregnant, so she does kaparis, not just for herself, but also a, speci- a special kaparis also for the, for, the, for the baby inside. Which is also funny, the baby inside didn't do any avaris. So what it means, zeh kaparis, zeh khalifas, so that this is a, a replacement for the avainus, and whatever's happened to the chicken, you know, it's, it's instead of happening to the baby, the baby has nothing, nothing guilty of. So the truth is like this, in Narizal we find that Oddly enough, there's a very strong connection between chickens and Gilgulim. And Gilgulim. For example, there's a, there's a Pasuk in Eiv that, that the Rizal uses in Shar Gilgulim to describe and to discuss some basic principles in how uh, reincarnation and Gilgulim work. Uh, the Pasuk reads something like this. Pamayim um, Shalish uh, and Gever. That the Rabbanu Shalom gives a human being, a gever, gives a person, pamayim shalosh, two or three chances. The reason it talks about that, and that, that uh, there's a sort of a standard procedure of a person going through a number of gugulim, and if it, after three times there's no progress at all, then the Rebbe goes to plan B, which is Gehenim to uh, make things go quicker. But pamayim shalosh and gever, that word gever, so we know that the word gever in, in Chazal is also another, uh, another word um, for a rooster, for a chicken. So, he said an interesting thing. That, and the Rizal says that's what's going on when you're doing kaparis. What you're doing kaparis for is that you're not trying... On Yom Kippur, you're, you're doing tshuva for that virus that you know. Even But with kaparis, what you're trying to be ma'ayur yourself is that there's a lot more stuff and more baggage that we carry around with us than we could possibly uh, consciously know. There's a lot of inyanim that... Probably most of the inyanim that we carry psychologically and emotionally is coming from from previous lives, like the little mushal, there's, there's many, many stories like this. Again, I don't want, I'm not trying to freak anyone out, but uh, there's one story from the Rizal that Ruchayim Vital, uh, the Rizal once said to Ruchayim Vital, he said, you know, Ruchayim, he said, you know, you, you're squeamish around blood. You're squeamish around blood. And he said, yeah, it's true. I, I don't, you know, like to buy a bris or something, Ruchayim was, you know, always in the back of the room. He never, you know, he was not good around blood. So the Rizal said, do you want to know why? So, okay, why? <laughs> She said, because in one of your previous lives, you were a male. And one time, uh, during a mila, you know, he injured the baby a little bit. And so as a, as a tikkun for your neshama, the Rabbanu sent you in this world where you have such, such a, a distaste for blood on all levels that you just run the opposite way, and that's part of your tikkun. So a person is, uh, has a fear of spiders, has a fear of the dark, who knows? It's all, all inyanim that are coming from 
very often coming from previous, uh, previous lives. Again, how does that affect a person's avoida? So, practically speaking for us, not so much. When you had like, you know, the Mekubalim of old, they were able to tell you like, you know, different yana to work on because of your previous lives. It's well known that in Chassidus, going to the Baal Shem Tev, the Iker thing is not to think about so much Gilgulim and previous lives. The Iker is to do what's in front of you, do the best you can right now with just, you know, surveying the reality that's in front of you, not to worry about these inyanim. But with Kaparis, that's talk what the Minig is. That the Minig of Kaparis is to be Ma'iras, that there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more to our lives, there's a lot more to what makes us tick than, when, than, 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 than what a therapist can figure out. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more going on to that. And even with the, with the baby in the womb, right? So again, they didn't have any Averis, but they, the, even a baby in the womb carries stuff from previous lives. And says so the Kaparis is to be Ma'iras. So it's not so much that the Kaparis itself oh, does its tikkun and finished, but it's just to be Ma'iras as we go into Yom Kippur, that um, when you're saying Al-Chait, and you're thinking, ah, well, I didn't do that. You know what I mean? So there's many explanations to why we say al chaitz on Averis that we, didn't, that we don't remember doing. Uh, one is because we're, you know, so we're responsible for other Yidin, and so on. We, we, we have to be responsible for them. And so any Aver that another Yid does affects me, so I'm saying al chaitz on that behalf as well. But also it means from, from Gulgulim and from previous Inyanim that uh, part, of, part of Yom Kippur is to be mechaper and to clean a person out. Again, b'yoydim. In this world, in this lifetime, and in previous lifetimes as well. So, again, uh, the bigger point over here is twofold. First of all, not to uh, belittle Minhagi uh, Yisrael. Like, even when we're talking about something that seems so archaic and unrelatable as Kaparis, it's big in Yanam there as well. And also, what Kaparis should motivate us and should inspire us is that uh, there's, there's the, the two. I guess within that twofold, first, there's a lot to work on, more than we could we even know ourselves. And second of all, everything that we do carry with us, all of our, you know, idiosyncrasies, all of our oddities that make us, uh, you know, funny, because everyone, every person is a little bit funny. So we should just know it's coming from, from higher places. It's not random. Nothing's random in life. And that's what part of Vokaparis is, uh, is to be more that nothing is random at all. And the Rabbanu Shalom is just working things out. Every oddity that a person has in there and any quirk that they have in their personality it's there for a reason to be worked out to be used in a proper way and that's the kaparis is, uh, is, to, is to remind us of as well okay have a good year yeah uh, you mentioned